has some advantages that for you guys to chime in and all kinds of good stuff. Now, um, that being said, this will be rebroadcast on WMUA the next day. And so that, well, there's some kind of programming coming out of WMUA and also that we're trying to connect the local community with one another. All right. Now, we're not going to do it today, Waylon, but next time I want you to have a drawing that I can pre-associate on, unless you want to do that kind of quickly. You want to do a drawing? All right. No, 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 I just got an object. I got an object. Okay. Ready? Okay. So wait, no, don't. Let me tell the people what we do is that one of our loosening exercises, because we try to stay really loose because it will get really tight, um, is to pre-associate. Like, that's part of the show. So usually Waylon shows me a drawing, and then I boom, I go in deep, and I pre-associate. And then later, I show him something, and he pre-associates which he and then cheats. Norm complains well, about my treatment. You'll see. That's, if you don't know it, you'll see. Um, I like the object thing. So, in three, two, one, show me the object. California, 1984. I'm with my grandparents. They're theosophists and they have all kinds of new age stuff, like weird stuff that they do. It's hot and dry, and I'm like in sixth grade, and I'm like pretty overweight, and what I'm doing out there and, and at one point we go into this like giant mirrored crystal ship which has like audio piping in it's like the worst thing you could ever do to an overweight sixth grader is put them in a fun house of mirrors with new age okay how would you rate that for your association I heard a couple of those key terms before so I'm going to give you a B minus you don't grade me I plagiarism grade no, no, plagiarism I grade myself I grade myself all right, now, folks, we're going to wind that music down a little bit and just be with each other. Now, I am the BIQ. I'm the barbarian in question. And BIQ. I, I'm the BIQ. And I am the co-host with this guy uh, of the Free Associates. This is our quarantine kind of special. This is the rig that we've set up in the interim. And he's helped a lot, although is, this might be a good time for you to walk in and give me some props. I'll give you props. Okay. It, it took it took a while. Yes. It took a while. Let's, let's yeah. just get that out of the way. Like two weeks. But you know yeah. what? Troubleshooting, perseverance, and initiative are the two things that you need in this ragged dick life that we live. So 
I'll give you that. You, you persevered. The you took initiative. <laughs> what that was? Ragged um, dick. What is? No, no, that book. I even, oh, okay. I heard, that, I heard that differently. Oh. I heard that kind of differently. <laughs> um, yes, in I'm a. I have to say, a big troubleshooter guy. You know, I'll if the dishwasher is broken, it's almost zen. I'll just stand in front of it and look at it for a while. I like lower the lid. You know, the secret yeah. to fixing something is troubleshooting it correctly. If you can troubleshoot it correctly, you know. A story that sticks with me, we used to have this Montgomery Ward microwave. Yeah. That my, it, it literally was wood paneled like steel around, you know, just gaudy as hell. But uh, my father told me that he initially got it from my grandfather and when he, it didn't work. And he sat there for 15 minutes looking at it, yes. looking at it, looking at it. And then after 15 minutes, he just goes, work. And he pressed the button and the thing worked for wow. like 40 years. Yeah, that's Ridiculous. amazing. That's funny. I have a lawnmower. It's like a two-cycle lawnmower. As soon as I saw it, I thought this thing won't, won't break on me. Like I did have a fee and it hasn't yet. It's like four nice. or five, but it's like 40 years old. You know, the stuff they made 40 years ago was way more built to last. We that's why had... you need two 1988 Toyota vans. They're just built to last. Well, let's get to that in a minute. Now, meanwhile, just to show you my technical excellence. Waylon, I'm going to let you know that I have you beat in an audio way. Like, I have much more flexibility here than you do. What yeah, do you think about I just that? use the natural tone of my voice. Don't, don't, don't challenge me because... Pass out. So I have that. Now, the other thing I noticed because I was <laughs> popping around in Zoom preferences. Do you know that if you go to Zoom preferences and then you go to video, there's actually a touch up my appearance button. Do you know that? I'm going to yeah. take it. I'm going to take it off right now and tell me if you see difference. See, look. Like, watch, watch, three, two, one. Do you see that? <laughs> <laughs> you look like egg, you have eggshell skin. <laughs> I know, it looks a little fake. And there is a kind of moral dilemma here. Like, I don't, do I really want to do this or do I want to Well, right when guy? the first, um, uh, was like iPhone 8 Plus or something came out, they were touching up your pictures without you asking. So you got to think uh, of that one for a second. Okay. Your audio is terrible. I'm surprised. Terrible? You're... Yeah. Is this you better? You sound like you're in a can. So what do you think? In a can? By the way, can you, like, monitor the, any Facebook comments? Because that's definitely oh. beyond my ability. Wait, wait, wait. Like, Ready? Yeah. Boom. Biggity boom what? Biggity boom. Well, better? you're going to have to turn up, though, turn I think. Up. Turn up? Yeah. Was the mic not <laughs> was No, I just had a different mic, but that's better? I think that is better. I think that is better. Yeah, and, that's going to be better. You know, I am the old man in the situation. I am going to go ahead and touch up my appearance for now. It just gives me this kind of like dreamy blur look. Well, I'm if you're going to do that, it. then... Do it. I want to see what... I'm heading over to Mordor. Uh, no. <laughs> Wayland. <laughs> song is the logos there. Is that a Zoom thing? You can do that? Yeah. Oh, well, then we'll put the free associates there, especially where you are. It cuts off my head, though. You've got bad good. lighting, too. You look clammy. You look actually not that well. I hope you're okay. 
but like my lighting is pretty sweet. Got to get rid of that. You got to get you got to get a front Ooh, light fan. over there. You got What's too that? much backlight on you. Looks That's good, good in the back. Got to get a front light. Uh, okay. Well, there is a light over there. Now, whale dog, you and I are old compadres, and and you know. I don't know, you didn't really ask me about my experience going to the radio station on those quarantine days. What felt like a heroic journey. You just were like, oh, what is going on? Oh, well, it's canceled. Do you want to talk about that now? A heroic journey or a guy who got up in the middle of a heated moment in the uh, in the stands of a stadium when like a oh. game's going on and like you're just wandering the concession stands alone. Just trying to find somebody with what's going really? on. I don't understand that reference. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't get the reference. But no, no, no. I mean, you were venturing out. I will say that. Um, and you were doing a little bit of uh, grifting or hustling, taking an yes. initiative. Well, let's not get into that. In a good way. There was a water. Let's just not even get into that because this is live broadcasting. I did what <laughs> I had to do. And, you know, now that feels really long ago, two weeks ago, right? I mean, well, and just so it's on the record, I think it already is. You didn't think school was going to be canceled. I talked to you two days before school got canceled. And you're like, you're crazy. We're not going to, school's not going to be canceled. The new normal changes every three hours in, yeah. our, in our country. So yeah, but the new you, normal, this is, this, uh, this is like, I can't believe you would say that, but it's going to be like, we're going to wear hazmat suits to the beach in about three days. And you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I can't believe you didn't wear, want to wear your hazmat suit to the beach. Well, I know. And closing the beaches, that feels like the one place you can keep open. Am I wrong? Yeah. Like, why would you close the beaches? Um, but, you know, they're doing, what they, they're doing what they're doing. I mean, you can have some sense of it because, uh, you know, Italy just went through three weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're on target for having... Even I can't worst case scenarios say that, so. but we'll um, we'll just have to see where it takes us. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully people are smartening it up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did see a cool chart. My brother has been sending me some really good information, like science based information and stuff like that. And this chart was saying that April is going to be bad. And that May is going to settle down. That doesn't mean we're back in school, but like it's looking at April 15th for a peak, you know, which really lines up with like Italy. You know, how far, we're a couple weeks behind Italy. And Italy yeah. was like seven weeks behind China. Yeah. And yes, and no. I mean, the, the thing is, I, I said it before uh, a couple weeks ago, but I do not trust anything that China says. Yeah. I, you know, I if if they're opening up Wuhan and their casualties are X, Y, or Z, uh, yeah. they're they're you know tenfold of what they're probably actually telling us right now. Well, there's an article. I think it's in Business Insider. Because I googled Wuhan today, just thinking like, "Whoa, what's going on there?" And this article says that they massively underreported, which it should come as no surprise to anybody. You know, yeah. it's, it's an authoritarian regime. They can say whatever they want. And there's saying, and they're also, the reports were coming off right after there was uh, reports of them kicking out American journalists. So it's like, hmm, yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to take yeah. over the narrative right now. Yeah. So it is 
probably that. Although, just to let the listening audience and now viewing audience know, we try to stay away from like specific politics on the Free Associates. And that's not because we're just scared to talk about that. And Waylon, you can kind of like come in at any point. I think it's because we're more interested in where things are going idea-wise, not like the minutia of primaries or like present-day politics. I think the Free Associates is trying to imagine <clears throat> what's possible. Not what's necessarily going on now. There's plenty of access to that. There's plenty of channels and plenty of talk about that. Wouldn't you say that's correct, Quaylon? Yeah, I think the other part of it, too, is not necessarily even reaching conclusions. I mean, especially now. I mean, we've been doing this for, what, almost? We're approaching a year right now. We're we're over a year. So we we don't – we observe – we don't know where things are to go, right. and especially in today, in the in the times that we're living right now, we have, like I said, everything is changing from day to day, and the new normal changes so rapidly that it's you you, you never want to put your foot down in the, in the and draw a line in the sand on anything when it comes to when when it comes oh, to all this. Geez. Just talking about it. Oh my God! Right now, I just feel like no one knows anything. Although I do think. It's going to yield so much interesting information that you're going to have to process. You know, I'm not a big data fan because I feel like the problem with data is that you never have the time to process how much there is. But I think there will be some really interesting takeaways. How, you know, each nation is just like its own part of the partition of this giant hard drive in the world. You know, they're all taking different approaches based on those national borders and how they're treating it. I looked up Afghanistan today. Well, obviously, they're having trouble with it. They don't have a really elaborate medical system. The Taliban's taking back control over the country. So I was curious, like, how is that impacting Afghanistan? But, you know, hundreds of nations all trying to deal with it in different ways. The death rate in Germany, really small. Like, Like, really shockingly small. A lot of cases. South Korea, you know, testing. They were testing in parking lots. Um, so, you know, I think it's a perfect time and and the whole world is at home, like forced to come at rest after 30 years of hyperactivity. So it's a perfect time to reflect on like, well, what, what would we actually want the world to look like after this? You know, positive, not necessarily negative. We've had conversations about the, the shrinking of that, that globalism I don't yep. think I think that there's um, going to be a yearning for yeah. new approaches to grow globalism, but I don't think any there's any shrinking anytime soon, especially yeah, after the, de, the deceleration of the economy. I mean, things need to pick up, and they need to pick. People are are hungry uh, to go out. I think pal, people are hungry to go okay. and help out the cause and and to get back to the the normalcy that we had, and I think that there's go, that's going to once. Things die down and bans are lifted and, and shelter in places go away. I think that we're going to see uh, that returns to normalcy power through, and you're going to see this big, big push okay. into globalism again. Well, you don't know, and I don't know, and that's important. Uh, I guess, yeah, for sure. Like it's an it's a, it's a case can made. You know, we did an episode during the summer was globalism versus nationalism. And I think that you're a proponent of globalism, and I think there's a lot to be said for it. I'm probably a little bit I love my Amazon. Well, so do I, and we talked about that. But I disagree, but I don't know. And I'm also thinking, like, that 
pushing through that you're talking about, it does like make me wonder like, uh, well, we, there's other threats that we're facing, global warming and overconsumption. And, you know, I would hope if what you're talking about is true, and you've mentioned this a number of times before, which is the internet's always going to be a global connector as long as it's not shut down or something like that. Like that infrastructure is there for better and worse. You know, there's some better and there's some worse. But, you know, I don't see that happening because a down economy is a local economy. Like that's what happens historically. <clears throat> but the oh, yeah. Saudis are fighting an oil war. They're destroying West Texas and Russia and Venezuela. I don't even know what they're doing in Venezuela right now. They were already in such bad shape. And now the Saudis have taken this moment to... But again, we don't want to get too specific, but yeah. Yeah, but exactly. I mean, just overlay the fact that natural disasters don't go away <laughs> during mm -hmm. a, a pandemic. Right. Uh, other economic, socioeconomic problems, cultural problems. Yeah. Everything does not go away. Exactly. So you have to you have to overlay all of this stuff and, and yeah. just War, wars them. don't Probably go away. Worse. You know, wars don't. We yep. were we drone struck in Iraq a week ago. I was just thinking, like God, we're doing drone strikes during this thing. But you're absolutely right. Things go on, including Netflix and Amazon deliveries and Cumbies Coffee and stuff like that. All that. Oh, By man, the way. You have it. I had my fix today. The, the one thing I thought was smart about the coffee ban, in Northampton, you can't get coffee. Although at Cumbies, now they have people filling up your coffee and giving it to you. They've roped it off. But the one intelligent thing about that is a lot of people will go in just for coffee. And I think they're trying to limit that. They don't want people going in like I will. I'll go to Cooper's. I, yeah, I do that. Right. Well, they don't really want that. They don't want a bunch of people congregating cumbies because they need coffee. Get a coffee machine. I'm sure you have one. Ice it. Ice the coffee and drink the iced coffee, right? Yeah, but it's a special way to. And the God bless their souls for making my coffee, but yeah. I have a very specific way that you make a cumbies coffee. Okay. You need to, you need to do every step. It's a 10-part step, and if you skip a step – and one of the most important steps is that you fill it up all the way to the, to the brim and then you drink three quarters of it and then you fill it up again and you can't do that in a pandemic. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't listening. Um, sorry. I got a little, um, now let's tell people what we have planned. Now the goal right now is that every day at 3 PM, hopefully you're with me. Um, but if you can't, another one of the pre-associates, we have a bullpen of people we can call, is going to tackle uh, from this larger Politico article, which you'll see the link in the description. And Politico does something pretty cool every once in a while. They'll throw a question to about 30 or 40 writers, thinkers, professors, and say, answer this question. There was one a couple months ago that said, describe the tens for future historians. It was a good one. You know, describe the 2010 to 2020. Now, the one we're doing is how COVID will change the world. Uh, yeah. and, and obviously. And we're just going to do one at a time. Uh, it's like two paragraphs long. And what we want to do with you guys on Facebook Live and then later rebroadcast the next day on WMUA because we can stream out of there is get 
uh, your impressions of this. Is this going to happen? So just to give you a kind of like a heads up, like tomorrow, the first writer says social distancing isn't going away. It's not going to go away. Um, I know. Hey, listen, we don't have to agree with that, but I don't really want to uncork it. Now I want to save it for later. I, I'm kind of with you and, and my wife, Robin, is we're all kind of like, eh, maybe, you know, we don't know, but and but there might be some people out there. I hope not. Let's just say that. Yeah. yeah. There's so many things I want to say. I mean, I think the exact opposite. I think that we, when it, when something like this happens again in a, in a, in a decade or two, we're going to go up. Oh, not this again and, and not and try to like stock uh-huh. up or stack up on ventilators and be like, okay, we're going to weather this storm because we can't shut down our economy. Okay. Yeah, it's possible. You know, the Black Death came into Italy. You know, that's an echo. I mean, it didn't come into Europe through Italy. And just to like a little history lesson, this is kind of a cool small history lesson. You've been an expert over here? Uh, well, okay. But you've got to understand that. High school, yeah. high school history teacher is never an expert. We're always generalists. I mean, there are history teachers at the school who have deep knowledge about certain things. But generally, you're yeah. a generalist. So can I just do this? Yeah, so, of course. So, you know, the Black Death came from northern China. And it came from what they called the pharaoh rat. And the pharaoh rat was like, like this long. It was like a mink. And you'd make coats out of them. you make a mink coat. So they look like minks. They were long. They had fur. And every once in a while, the price on these would spike. And Chinese from middle and south Chinese would go north. It was actually more like Mongolia, where these pharaoh rats were. And they would go north because you could make a lot of money capturing these pharaoh rats and then sending them to Europe. I would like to be a pharaoh rat wrangler. Yeah. I think I'd be a good, good job at that. Well, let me tell you. I would definitely be a beaver trapper in the, in the, in the pioneer times. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. With your van, yeah. your caravan. <laughs> on and over like, beavers. <laughs> you'd have a wagon. You'd have the coolest orange wagon on the prairie. Um, but... The pharaoh rat, the Mongolians knew that if the pharaoh, if they found a pharaoh rat dead, they wouldn't touch it. Because they were aware that the, this something called white pest disease. It's a really bad, it's the bubonic plague. And so whenever they saw like a pharaoh rat dead, they were like, oh, just kick that off the cliff. But the Chinese who had come north, they just thought, well, here's a dead pharaoh rat. That's worth... Eighty dollars. I'm going to pick that up, but that's where the plague started, and then went down the Silk Road in caravans with rats and fleas and all that. Left Kaffa and the Black Sea, went down the Mediterranean and entered the boot of Italy. But just a side note, you know, we we talk about the Black Death in 1348, but like it came back every ten years for a while, uh, but. It was never as bad as yeah. that first time. I mean, to, to a much lesser extent, SARS and things is never fully fully cured here. No, but I just want to be clear. Like, it came back and killed 30% of the population the second time. Like, it killed a lot of places. It killed half the population. When it came back, it was bad. But it wasn't psychologically bad the way it had been the first time. Like, people, and it, this happened like every 10 years for decades. And if you look at the art from like 
the second half of the 14th century, death everywhere. But like playful death. Like it's not all dark death. It's like skeletons dancing with people. Skeletons going like to Aldi's and... <laughs> yeah, right. Well, we'll have our own. <laughs> Getting Cumbies coffees. We'll have our own. The other thing about doing this political series is I am a little concerned by the way the media covers events like this. And I'll give you an example. Well, like when New Orleans got flooded, I felt like they got stuck on one story, like the, the day the music died in New Orleans. You don't hear trumpets on the levee. It's not everyone plays a trumpet in New Orleans. Okay, can we talk about something else? Can we talk <laughs> about... No, seriously. Or the Paris attacks. They're like brochures for the whatever city gets attacked. And there's no real thought put into like, well, do you want to learn anything from this? Do we want to, do we want to, like, this is a moment to like reconsider <coughs> September 11th. Yeah, is but a I think you're moment to reconsider things. things. What's I up? think you're forgetting two things. One, okay. you're forgetting that the, that everybody is trying to develop a narrative or a context. So a context I'm not saying narrative is in pushing like propaganda, but a narrative for whatever the news is for continuity purposes for the second part, which is even producers of the news, that is a job. So you need to pass that off to the next person, especially in a 24 hour news cycle. So what happens is that if you start branching out and taking risks on different angles and stories, it's going to get discombobulated because there's no one to pass the baton to who comes in on the next eight hour shift. And so the, those those narratives that get stuck on yeah. is I'm not saying that's a good thing. Yeah. I'm saying it's the easy, it's the lowest common denominator, especially yeah. when you're looking around and the the stakes are ratings. And if you're not if you don't have the yeah. right story, then you're it, it's the same reason why all the Marvel you see Marvel movies come out in the, in the theaters over and over <laughs> and over, and Disney makes remakes of the same movies. It's because it's the safest bet. It's gonna it's not going to tank your ratings, and you're not going to you're, you're not going to uh, lose anything if, if you if you play it safe. Yeah, that's that's okay. Absolutely. Now that makes a lot of sense to me. And you know, Robin and I have been talking. Like, why is every story about Italy? Like, what's going on in Germany? I mean, you hear a few, but you know, yeah. I get it. To your point, that's the story everyone's following. So let them do that. But I'm not crazy about it. I get really tuned out. I'm just like, okay, here's the trumpets on the levee. Here's the day the croissants died in Paris. Yeah, Whatever yeah. it is, it's just like, come on. So, and I'm not saying it's right at all. No, and but I thanks think for that, the thanks yeah. for the context because, especially what you said about handing the story over, it's not something I had really considered. But it's a 24-hour news cycle, and people have to basically be up on the story and be like, "We're back in Italy, and I know what's going on because." I just watched our news story from before. So it does streamline the process. Yeah. And on the other side of the spectrum, the the thing that I think is the the positive that you can take out of all uh, out of all of this is the democratization of of just the internet and information allows for other sources to come up that have lower stakes. So just as an awesome podcast, I think it was um I can't remember if it was uh this American Life or Planet Money, but it was a regular guy who mm -hmm. he did journalism as a hobby in China, and he was at he was on the front lines for the 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 very 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 first news reporting of Wuhan, 
Uh-huh. And he oh, was yes. just broadcasting through Chinese, basically Chinese is um, the Chinese version of uh, Facebook. Forget yeah. what it is right now. But yes. um, he was just going live and people were watching in, in the uh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions. And eventually, I mean, the story gets dark, but there it, there's avenues where it, it's also avenues where you can construct conspiracy theories and it can get pretty dark. But there are avenues for low risk, deep, in-depth uh, journalism that happens either in the context of an individual or in these kind of mom and pop shop uh, places that do damn yeah. good journalism, to be honest. Absolutely. And so that's what we're, we're not trying to do journalism, but we are trying to do perspective, perspective excuse me. Um, I'm going to be curious how this audio, I mean, my audio is so good right now. I sound so smooth, but I can't tell if that's just because it's in, in turn. Was you still sound like an amateur over there? Like, <laughs> I'll have to. I'll have to get my. I'll have to get my, have good my better microphone over here. Yeah, you don't it's have the, a good mic. It's the analog to digital converter. I gotta get. get but going. the other thing is, I'm running my mic through Logic, and then it's running into Zoom or wherever it is. So just get uh, latency, my friend. Well, I do have latency, and so I'm kind of like I feel like I'm slurring my words, but I don't actually think I am. But it sounds like it. Um, okay, so. Your point is well taken. I can't remember what you said, but it's useful to say that. By the way, I, always well taken. By the way, I've been listening as I always do to our radio show. Do you know what your number one? Uh, you know, I use I say like interesting or perhaps. You have a number one saying that you say all the time. It's fine. We all have these. I'm not criticizing. I'm, do you know what it is? I because say something so it's a my phrase. father always says it's in that there. Uh, um, it's not that. It's close. It's a phrase. And so? No. I really like this blemish touch up. I have a line look <laughs> ten years younger. Maybe he's born with it. Um, you wanna know what it is? Maybe it's Norm Cody. Do you wanna know what it is? Your phrase. What is it? This, that and, and the other thing. This, that, and the other thing. This, that, oh, and the other thing. Oh, my grandfather used to say like that there. Yeah. Like yeah. that there. And my oh, dad yeah, like, mine too. Mine too. My grandfather, those guys down there. Yeah, but this, that, and everything, the other thing is should, should be the name of your individual <laughs> podcast. Uh, just a suggestion to you and everybody. I don't need to suggest Tiger King to anyone else because everyone oh. knows about it. And I did... Tell I did tell you before you had heard about it, but this is the quarantine smash hit is Tiger King. Unbelievable. But as a podcast, there's a podcast called Philosophize This. It's excellent. Really short, half an hour. This guy, I don't know how this guy knows everything. I mean, his knowledge is, is profound. You know, because he can synopsize Schopenhauer in 45 minutes, you're like, I know, I get he's cherry picking, but it's just a recommendation. Anything you want to recommend to people right now? Um, I'm getting into the daily more and more. Yeah, what is that? Uh, but that's, I mean, just par for the course. Yeah. But what is that? The daily? The daily, I think it's the New York Times does it. It's uh, just in-depth oh. things. Okay. I mean, everybody's covering Corona right now, but my go-to is Planet Money. Planet Money is just yeah, brilliant. They've been doing awesome coverage about what, oh, just breaking cool. things down layman's terms of like, okay, when is the unemployment check come? How does that even work? Like, are they going to have to hire yeah. a whole bunch of people? Like, just really, like, 
the first questions, like the top 10 questions in your mind, they go out and they, they figure them out. Excellent. Excellent. I'll definitely listen to that because that's the other part of this thing is that the economic thing is, I mean, it's amazing to me that we are still exercising and eating any food we want, watching Netflix, going on Facebook. Um, that shows a resilient society. Not all countries have it this easy. And not all people in this country have it that easy. But I'll say for myself, like, nothing's changed. I haven't been deprived of anything except social contact, which is huge. You know, I miss working. How are you doing not working? I've shifted all my work into different avenues. So it's, yeah. it's I'm well, actually probably okay, more busy. Let me, let me rephrase the question. How are you doing not seeing your students? Because that's more to the... I'm working, yeah. but... Yeah, yeah, I think that that's... It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Uh, I've kind of gone rogue a little bit. I've done some Zoom meetings for the transcript, which is our journalism program, just because you have to. It's yeah. just part of the part, the part of the thing that you need to do. And so uh, it's been nice. We've had literally five minutes of just looking at at each other's dogs, like bringing the dog into the thing and, and yeah, introduce your dog. Awful. So it's, it's been, there's been little tidbits of just kind of humanity coming through and surfacing, which is really nice. Uh, the thing that I uh, am concerned about is that it's the, the, the proximity of, I think we overestimate the proximity of, of the, the screens we're right next to each other. We're in within arm's reach right here. Mm-hmm. But to press that button, when we, once we press that button, we're miles and miles away. And that's something entirely different than we see in, our, in, our, in the intimacy of our classrooms. Mm-hmm. And so getting kids into the actual virtual classrooms next week is going to be a lot harder than I think that people are anticipating. Yeah. I think that you're going to have a really low percentage of yeah. turnout for those. Yeah. And you're going to have to keep on constantly pestering and, and encouraging students to get onto these avenues and make sure that they're prioritizing those, those relationships and still building on them. How many people mm-hmm. are inside of your cell phone and your contacts and how many do you talk on, talk to on a regular basis? How mm-hmm. many people are in your fa- Facebook friends and how many people do you actually engage with on a regular basis? We have this impression that we're close to each other with, with technology like this, but we, th- now's the time to put our money where our mouths, mouths are and, and engage with each other. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. That's an, another thing that's going to happen. <clears throat> I agree with you. Attendance is not going to be taken. So, like, there's no consequence. My hope is yeah. that students are like, it's just like almost like a self-care thing. Like, I'm going to get dressed. I told my students, I, you know, I've done a couple assignments about, like, how are you doing? How has this changed? And they're like, well, I'm in my pajamas all day. And I said, okay, you know, that's cool. But, you know, think about it in a week. How does it feel in a week? It's okay. You know, they were happy about it. I get to sleep in. And I said, that's, I totally get it. But I don't, I don't because I have two small kids. But in a week, ask yourself the question, does that still feel good? If it doesn't, then you really should change it. So and I'm it's trying, a cascading. I'm wearing, wearing yeah. suits a lot. I, I, I totally agree. And it's a cascading psychological uh, there's cascading psychological values to everything you do. Mm-hmm. I, I get up, I put my jeans, I take a shower, I put my jeans on, I put, uh, this is a, a, a tucked in shirt, it's a button up yeah. shirt. I'm not, this is not every single day, but I put my <laughs> jeans on, I put my shoes on, 
Because wow, then, news. by getting, by Jeremy putting your shoes on, his it prevents on. you from getting back into your bed. That's my thing. Is that so right? Once the shoes are on, well, then I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta undo these shoes, and, get, yeah, and then yeah. I have to get in bed, and I have to make that conscious decision to take the shoes off. So yeah, sounds lazy. So then I go and get a cup of coffee. <laughs> there you go. Then you go and they contaminate the entire world. Mingle with as many people as possible. Yeah. yeah. Well, these are the lessons that you learn, and uh, our students are learning things about themselves, just like every nation and every person and every institution in the world is learning stuff. You know, one of the nice things about what we're doing is we're forced to do is that Harper and Rockwell will never forget this. Like, they're to get they're they're their only friends. You know, <laughs> that's all yeah. they see is each other and and us. But it's cool. Like, they're getting along, and I never had that. I wasn't quarantined with my brother and sister for two months. Like, it's powerful. It's going to leave an impression on both of them, for sure. Yeah. If this happened with me and my brother and my sister, it would have left impressions of hockey sticks across yes. the back. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> Irish, Irish blood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we have plenty of Irish blood. And Italian think- temper. Well, I got to say birth sequence here helped a lot because Harper is the older one and she's just not violent the same way Rocky is. I mean, Rocky's not hyper violent, but he hitting is his go to less now. And I'll tell you, we've been way more disciplined with him. He starts yelling, go up in your room. And that just stops everything. He's like, oh, he, he won't even yell because wow. he does it immediately. No, I'm saying it's sometimes hard to get him up in his room. But if you do that a couple of times, the behavior goes way better. This is not rocket science. But when you're in your normal life with like getting Harper to piano, we actually have the time to focus and implement consequences in a consistent way with our kids and their behavior. I mean, Harper's not a behavior issue, but Rockwell's behavior has gotten way better because I'm not going anywhere. So go to your room. Okay? Like <laughs> I got nowhere to go, pal. Go to your room because I'm at the bottom of the staircase. Go back to your room. I'm not like popping out to do a radio show or something like that. So his behavior has definitely got a tune up. Let's put it that way. I would also I would also caution the other side of the that yeah that entire. Oh, since you're since you're an expert on parenting, like go ahead. Well, yes. So um, (laughs) yes, Doctor Whalen is going to teach you about children right now. Oh, Uh, you know, but you you know, think about think about. Parents are like actually bad situations in yeah. which this could be is exacerbating the the, the problems. Oh yeah. At home. Yes. You know, oh. Think about that. Well, there are my prayers every night, and there's no question. You know, I like to think of us as a pretty happy, healthy family. I we're not like like hey that kind of happy because <laughs> what what kind of happy? you know like well I'm just like. Yesterday, I'm like, I'm like Harper was bothering me, and Brock was. I'm like, go, God damn it, go listen to Nancy F and Drew. You know? <laughs> like she has an audio book. Like we're kind of rough people. Robin and Who I stole are the rough. Great Hope Diamond. Go figure it out. <laughs> I don't effing know. You know, leave me alone. We're kind of rough, but we're a happy family. I think everything's going to turn out well. But yes, there's no question. And people like Kelly Knight in our district and other adjustment counselors are, have been doing some really good work. But yeah, oh, I know sure. that. 
I know that. I know you're absolutely right about that. Now, uh, just on a personal note, you're excited because you got a new van. And Waylon is famous for his orange van, Vanessa. And it's a Toyota mid-80s, 87, 88 van? 88. 88, yeah, yeah. And this is another thing that you and I have in common. I've always loved that van. Always loved that van. In fact, I almost... When I... When I went on tour in 2004 with the Walkman as an opener, I wanted to buy one of those vans. My parents were like, talk me out of it. They were like, you're just going to get arrested everywhere you go. <laughs> so I ended up renting a car instead of getting that. Oh, well, I bought it. Yeah, you must have bought that. Um, I've seen a couple, and there's the Hayachi. Do you know the Hayachi van? Those are cool. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh, you don't it's, like it's basically the same thing. I know, but some of the... Lights and detailing can be pretty cool on that. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. So now you have two vans. You haven't named the second van, but you've registered it with the DMV. And on top of that, I you know, I it was it was good that I didn't name it because vanity plates are suspended right now. And when I went to the R and V today, I had this really weird exchange. Well, first off, it was the most beautiful R and V experience of my life. You had to make an appointment. Yeah. I showed up at I think it was 11.40, 11.45, and I was, at, for a 12 o'clock appointment, I was out before 12. Wow. Never. And Never was, in the history. There's no so what line. Was Everybody's what was your exchange? social distancing. Yeah. Wiping down things. It was yeah. awesome. What was your exchange? It was, uh, it was, here's the papers, stand six feet back, and just let her type on the computer and, the, like, maybe one or two questions. And then I awkwardly said, um, vanity is suspended. Right. And she never. was like, never is that Waylon. an existential problem? Yeah. <laughs> like, Waylon's vanity is never suspended. <laughs> vanity is suspended. <laughs> Get a Red Sox. Get a Red Sox plate or something fun. I wish I had done that. I got a Red Sox plate. I can't That's... believe I'm not going to play baseball, man. It's the best social distancing sport there is. It's the most boring <laughs> sport. Okay. Relax. Listen, it's these. It's literally role modeling. Social distancing is baseball. <laughs> yeah, you can't get further away from the other players. Man. You're isolated. You're bored. No, we're not critiquing baseball right now. That's what I'm, it is. I'm saying. It's a sport that could exist. No catcher. Don't do a catcher. T ball. No T ball. Yeah, yeah. You don't know. You obviously. Struck out when you were younger, I think is what's going on. I did. On. You did. A yeah. Lot. yeah. I, I wasn't was a good pitcher. at baseball. I was a pitcher. Um, I feel bad for our students who are looking forward to spring sports. Those who are going to graduate. Do you think commencement will happen? I guess we just don't know. It could happen later in the summer. I think it will happen. Yeah, it'll happen somewhere or another. It's not like because college. I think it. I think it's more than anything. I think it's a uh, symbolic closure to all of this. If we can do it. Because if that means that it's that social distancing is done, that we've weathered the storm, that there's a closure to whatever this semester is and whatever they're what they've been deprived of of their high school experience. So I think that we will have a commencement. Yeah. And it happens late enough where you could push it theoretically to late June. Yeah, exactly. Well, you could do in August. Yeah. You know, there's no reason. Well, there's a lot to be, de- be to be determined. Are your students keeping up with the stuff you're giving them? 
my transcript kids are phenomenal. Yeah. Like, oh man, they're just they're Good they're kids. on it. They produce they're producing awesome stuff. They're engaged. Um, it's just that that's I feel really good about that. Good. The when when it was announced that we weren't grading my intro courses, and again I understand it too. Like what they have been assigned for me is the things that I assign before I actually go into my lecture, and so the only thing that they're doing is interacting with a with video curriculum and everything. And so before grades were announced, it was like I had probably had 80, 85% completion. After it said grades uh, were suspended, it went down to like 30, 35% yeah. completion. It was That's like, what I'm getting. And, and, and not all of them, uh, but grades are coming back. So, right. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. We'll see some faces again. And I think it's an opportunity but, for them. To- yeah. I don't know if I told you, but I'm actually uh, creating uh, weekly photo and video contests okay. that are like mo- like monetary. Yeah. So okay. there's first, second, and third place. Yep. I'm going to have different uh, themes in different kind of missions each week. I think it's not set in stone yet, but I think this week is going to be a, uh, a vlog or a video diary of just a compilation of your week or what's going on. And you cool. can kind of cut that up with whatever you have. You can have iMovie on your phone. You can have Wii video on your Chromebook. You can have Premiere Pro. We have 500 licenses now, so I'll give you a free license. Um, just go out and create. And then uh, each week is something different. And so if you're not going to be incentivized by grades, then maybe you're incentivized by just having something to do in some sort of kind of meaningful and engaging way. So yeah, hopefully that's, right. that's going to be the carrot that I dangle and it's going to be. Well, they love carrots and they love competition as do, yeah. we, as do we. I'm actually doing something. I'm doing my notes on YouTube, you know, because I can Yeah, do I saw that. that. That was cool. Yeah. That was really oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I do illustrations. You know, my notes are graphic and Yeah, I saw the, the um, what was it, Great Depression? Yeah. And the, the, yeah. Yeah. And one of the things I'm doing is I'm putting a code in the notes and then scratching it out. But the first person who emails me that code gets the signed notes with a letter to them on the back. Oh, cool. So, you know, it's the kind of thing when you're in high school, you're like, yeah, I suddenly want those notes, you know. Also, just obviously send it to me first and then it will be worth way more. So I'll sign it too and then we'll Why? have it double. Why would that? Why would it be worth more? More hands I'll spill some. It. I'll spill some Cumbies coffee all over it. Well, that would make it worth a lot more there's no question now Waylon we've had a we've had a good little promo here and I just want to remind people a little loud that we're going to try to be with you every weekday and uh, on this show we'll be tackling very much where we think things could be going that's what we're interested in how will this impact us and how are you doing in the valley so we'll, we will have typically guests come on as well, not just be the two of us. Um, I have a physical trainer, Alex Wegner, who's hoping to join us, and a couple other things. So we shall see. Um, Waylon, what's your plan for the rest of the day? Uh, well, it's funny that you mentioned that I was uh, looking pale because I actually didn't sleep, sleep last night. I, oh, I yeah. went to bed at 1, woke up at 2, and uh-huh. I just started cranking on this data for this research project that I'm doing. Okay, and the next thing I knew, it was 9 o'clock in the morning, and I was just ready to go. So I'll probably fall asleep like Rip Van Winkle, and I'll see you when all this is over. Well, so you know, yeah, your sleep patterns have been weird. 
weird. And I've been texting you, you don't get back to me sometimes. It's frustrating. What's going on? If I don't, that means that I fell asleep at 5 o'clock at night and I didn't wake up until 7 o'clock in the morning. I guess that's what it is. Or I texted you last night. You didn't text me back. But you were awake. Oh no, I was (laughs) You just said you were awake. Oh yeah, no, I definitely wasn't awake for that. I would just ignore it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Don't ignore me, please. It's frustrating. Well, I might be biking down to Pulaski Park. I'll tell you, March and April, as long as the sun is shining and there's no wind, everything is good. But if the sun is not shining and it's windy, it's just not spring. So we'll have to see how that works out. Meanwhile, thanks so much for being with us on the pre-associates. We hope to keep this up. I'm so glad that Waylon is with me because we're from Padres. We want to remind you, if you want to do your sign-off first, because it's like a sports drink. Well, this is, what, this is the one we make fun of my dad for, because yeah. this is, I, I, I'm going to amend mine, okay? Okay. The, the just do it or whatever. But my father, when we would go out to parties in high school, he would say, be smart, be safe, and don't be stupid. Nice. So I like those be smart and don't be stupid. Is there a different yeah. thing? All right, well, I'm going to say stay calm, stay collected, stay connected, and stay healthy. And we will see you next time on The Free Associates. Bye-bye.